We are going to take some questions from the awesome listeners of this podcast. We are going to sit down with Jay Crawford, now part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You're going to hear a bunch of enthusiasm and excitement from Jay about his new project. We are also going to talk to D-Line specialist Ed McGilvera, who worked with Brown's seventh-round selection, Isaiah Thomas, through the draft process. All of that and more on your latest Lockdown Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB, on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Make sure you're throwing a follow over there. The show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open. Everybody knows the drill over there. We are going to sit down today. Uh, we're going to take some listener questions. We've got Dr- Jay Crawford from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show coming in here. Jay is excited, ready to go about his new project in his home area. We're going to talk with defensive line coach Ed McGilvera. Ed McGilvera worked exclusively with Isaiah Thomas during the draft process, getting him prepped, ready, and good to go as the seventh-round selection of the Cleveland Browns. So we got a lot we're going to get into here today. Today's episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off of $500. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. There's been some questions here, and we've obviously been, you know, right now very deep into the analysis and post-draft coverage here. Um, you look at the Browns roster, kind of where it's at right now, the way it's constructed, you know, what are some things that are maybe missing um, the tight end position. You know, obviously the Browns have brought some players in here on drafted free agents, you know, some players that they would like to get a better look at. Um I don't know they're necessarily done yet. I think maybe another tight end could be brought into the room. couple of names for me right off the bat. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, New York Giant last year, certainly has had time with Coach Kevin Stefanski. Wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, maybe Kyle Rudolph comes in to be the veteran of this room. Um, a little bit of a different role for Kyle Rudolph as he understands he's not the man of a tight end room anymore. But you know, a good blocker um, will catch the balls that are thrown to him. Um, I'm not convinced the Browns have changed their theory or the thought process about how much they love the tight end position. Kyle Rudolph, maybe also Jesse James, former Pittsburgh Steeler, former Detroit Lion, both those guys out in the market. We'll see if there's a chance any one of them ends up with your Cleveland Browns. Get into the listener questions, and I always appreciate you guys for getting back to me on this. You know, I'd love – I would love to be able to ha- be able to do this more often, but there's just so much content we got to get to, so it's difficult to always get to everything that you all ask for. Trust me, I wish I wish we could. Um, good buddy Paul Spencer, good friend, good friend of the show. The likelihood they trade Kareem Hunt. Now, I'm not necessarily sure that they're going to move on from Kareem Hunt, and I've talked about this a bunch here throughout this offseason. The time Kareem Hunt missed last year. 
is right up there in the factors of what went wrong in 2021 as much as anything else. Nine games missed of, you know, and at times Kareem Hunt maybe could have been your second best skill player last year for the Browns. So a significant, significant loss. There's going to be changes made to the Cleveland Browns running back room. Demetrius Felton, they said they now view as a running back. That now puts Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe Dearness ends up being the odd guy out here. We'll see how that plays out. And then, of course, rookie Jerome Ford. And, of course, Demetrius Felton drafted last year in the sixth round. Um, next question, Jacob Phillips' expectations this year. I haven't heard his name mentioned in a long time. And we were pretty excited for him coming out of last year's draft two years ago. Actually, Jacob Phillips. Um, both years injury marred for Jacob Phillips, and that's difficult. When Jacob Phillips has been on the Brown on the field for the Browns, he's been a very, very effective player. Everybody knows, you know, where I thought of Jacob Phillips had him pegged early on in the process in the 2019 draft, as far as I'm sorry, 2020 draft, as far as him being a target for the Cleveland Browns. I'm a big Jacob Phillips guy. Um, the reason Anthony Walker was resigned is Jacob Phillips has missed a ton of time. It's under, understandable. You've got to hedge your bet there, which is what the Cleveland Browns did. Um, but ideally, your linebacking room going forward, you know it's built around Jer- Jeremiah Wusu koromoa You know um, that they really, really love what JOK can bring. Sione Takitaki on paper, this is his last year with the Browns. He's done a really nice job as your Sam linebacker. This is a team that's not going to play a Sam linebacker a ton. So we'll see how it plays out for Sione in the future. Anthony Walker is going to be on the field a ton. Where's the spot for Jacob Phillips? He's going If he's healthy, Jacob Phillips is going to play. So does that affect the Sam position? You know, just maybe Anthony Walker make a, a transition there. You know Jeremiah Usukoromo is your will linebacker at the weak side. So I, I like that where the Browns are at. You have four linebackers that you really, really like. But again, this is a team that really wants to get into situations where they're playing a bunch of defensive linemen and a bunch of secondary players. So we'll see the way this all plays out for your Brownies here in 2021 from good friend Manny Maxwell. How comfortable are you with the wide receiver room post-draft? Any need to bring in another veteran? This is a tough, tough spot. Um, You know, where you look at it now stands Amari Cooper, obviously Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, Jakeem Grant. Uh, Jamarcus Bradley's still here, for those who don't remember. Um, Weston, the undrafted free agent at Northern Iowa. Yes, an older player, but a fantastic athletic profile. He is the biggest wide receiver in the room currently. Um, what's tough here for the Browns is you're bringing, if you're bringing in a veteran wide receiver, this veteran wide receiver is coming in here, and there's a possibility that you're going to get through the summer, and maybe you're not going to want to play him because Anthony Schwartz had a good summer, looks comfortable with Deshaun Watson. Donovan Peoples-Jones has taken yet another step. David Bell is pro-ready and ready to go. It's a really tough spot to be in. I know Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, these are popular names. But what happens if these guys come in here, go through training camp, um, likelihood maybe neither of them play in exhibition games, preseason games, and these other receivers do, and play well? It's a tough spot for the Browns with the wide receiver room because – you're bringing a veteran wide receiver in here with no expectations and no guarantees. And basically with the assumption of if the young guys do what we think they can do, maybe you're not going to be around here come week one. So I know there's a lot of questions about that. There's a lot of stuff bouncing about about that. 
I'm not exactly sure how it works out if you bring in a veteran wide receiver. This could be maybe more of a case where if the summer doesn't go as expected, the Browns then become interested in a veteran wide receiver because maybe Anthony Schwartz, David Bell, not ready, whatever the case, don't jive, don't click with Deshaun Watson. So maybe veteran wide receiver is something that's not on the table for the Browns until in the summer when you get to get get the opportunity to see these young guys, how they're playing, how they're working with Deshaun Watson. For the last one here from uh, at Cleveland Dave, the one, I'm sorry, this uh, after the draft and free agency, what do you think is the biggest position of need now for the Browns? This is from Pete Poravita. It is no question. Um, it is who is D and number two. Chase Winovich, I got no issues with bringing Chase Winovich in. Situational pass runner, pass rusher. Alex Wright, situational pass rusher. But keep in mind, there's a work in progress with Alex Wright as much as I do like him. And Isaiah Thomas, it's hard to say about a seventh-round pick. He's going to come in and be ready to go. It's Jadavian Clowney. And if it's not Jadavian Clowney, there needs to be a significant edge rusher, a significant uh, compliment to Miles Garrett, obviously your lead dog at the pass rusher position. Jay Crawford's going to jump in here. We're going to talk with D-line expert coach Ed McGilvera, worked exclusively with uh, Isaiah Thomas at Oklahoma during the draft process. All of that more coming on your latest edition of Locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. Where the game starts. And now we are joined by Mr. Jay Crawford. Obviously, the beginning of the ultimate Cleveland sports show uh, to begin uh, Monday, May 9th on YouTube. Great collection of panelists. Great collection of guests. It seems every day, Jay, you guys are leaking out another name here. And it just kind of seems like, you know what? Let's just try to get everybody involved here because the way you guys are going to do this um, and the little bit I've seen and talking with Garrett Bush and some others is it just gets the feel. I mean, granted, the TV ain't going to be on, but it's getting the, it's got this feeling of everybody basically just being around, whether it's a Sunday, a Tuesday night, watching a big playoff game and everybody just sitting back, throwing out some takes here and, you know, seeing where it goes from there. Yeah, it's a really strong collection of folks, um, both on the uh, analyst side and also on the commentator side. Adam the Bull from uh, Radio Fame is going to be on there. Also, Garrett Bush, Brad Sellers, the former Buckeye and uh, NBA star, will be joining us. Mike Polk, who's a local humorist, uh, observationist, is going to be on with us twice a week. Joe Thomas is going to be on the show on a regular basis. Um, Next week for our, our launch week, we'll have... Bernie Kosar in. We'll have Maurice Claret in. Uh, Dequel Jackson is signed on on board to be on the program uh, once a week. So it's it's a big big venture. I just tweeted out on my Twitter page um, the trailer 
promoting the show. It kind of gives fans an idea of what it's all about. Um, I can't wait. This thing can't start soon enough. I've been waiting my whole life to do a show like this. Now, Jay, with this, and look, you know, longevity in this business is always key. And part of it is is maneuvering around, not always doing the same thing. A number one, it's real easy. And look, we do see this from time to time with media everywhere. People get stale and it's not necessarily their fault, but the key to anything in obviously, you know, and one of the biggest keys in life is, you know, trying new things, doing new things, keeping that torch lit. So, you know, you, when you go out there, you're giving the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me personally, I always, in TV, you move around a lot. I always was like at, at a place three years, four years, five years. I was in Columbus for five, Tampa for five. Um, at ESP, I was at ESPN for 16 years. And what I noticed was the calendar, every time, it, you know, every spring, you're going to spring training in Arizona and you're getting ready for baseball. You know, you're going to the Final Four. You're doing the NBA Finals. You're doing the World Series, the Super Bowl. Wash, rinse, repeat. It all starts all over again. Even though I was hosting a live two-hour show every day and the topics were different, after about 10 years, to be honest with you, it felt like I'm stamping fenders. And um, when I had an opportunity to come home, this is really the only place I've ever wanted to work. All I ever wanted to do is work in my hometown and cover my hometown teams. And this show gives me the opportunity to do that and – I don't know that I'd ever feel stale in this job just because it's my teams. For 16 years, I'm talking about all teams um, on a national level. And my passion for sports is undeniable. But my passion for Cleveland sports is three times what it is for my passion for overall sports. So, um, you know, I, I just... We've been doing rehearsals every day. I come in, I'm walking on cloud nine. I can't wait to get on the air and start sharing my, my takes. Adam, the bull and Garrett is they're They're both bringing hard, hot takes every day. Think first take, but instead of it being a national show, it's a Cleveland show and we're going to bring the juice. And I honestly think that this is not hyperbole, Jeff. I think we're going to change the way Cleveland sports fans uh, consume their media. I really do. Uh, I, you know, from everything I've heard to this point and you know, what I've gotten to see, I, I truly think you guys totally have something here, but getting to it here, obviously, you know, what all of this, you know, is basically based on is the Cleveland Browns, is the Cleveland Guardians, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously with the Browns, a ton of buzz, a bunch of changes made here. This is a team that thinks they are, you know, going to be upper echelon in the AFC. The Indians, uh, you know, I think to this point at 10 and 12, I think I think surprised. I, I think some people are really excited. This team has maybe played a little bit better than people thought early coming out of the box in second place, certainly early in the year. Cavaliers, a bittersweet ending to what looked like a promising year. You know, maybe going to get a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a playoff run, some injuries obviously certainly derailed that. But the vibe, the feel about these teams as, you know, we're, we're embarking here, um, your show and all three franchises maybe look like, you know, there's some positive signs ahead for them. Yeah, look, we've been through some lean years with all of our teams. Um, the Cavaliers spoiled us with LeBron's second coming and winning a championship gave us all that taste of what that's like. And we, we desperately want that with either the Browns or the Guardians. I think the Browns are a lot better positioned to win that second championship for us than 
than the Guardians are right now. But I'm on my way into progressive field right now. I'm going to watch the Guardians uh, play San Diego Padres. And Mike Clevenger, our old buddy, is starting game one of the doubleheader. So I'm still excited about the Guardians. But I think long term, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, There's a lot to be excited about with the Cleveland Browns. And to be perfectly honest with you, I can envision uh, a deep playoff run this year as long as Deshaun is cleared to play and he, and he can take the field. I think the team that they've assembled is a championship-caliber team. Obviously, we're in a very tough division, but it makes for interesting games all year long, and we're going to be breaking them down each and every week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Want to thank Jay Crawford for the first time. Obviously, we've gotten to know some of the personalities here. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show debuting Monday, May 9th, 11 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. Jay, thanks for your time. Get on in there. Get a good seat. Get a cold one. Get a hot dog. And have a great afternoon, my friend. I will. Thanks, Jeff. Take care, man. You as well, sir. Does Jay Crawford sound excited? Or am I the only one that believes Jay Crawford is excited? We're going to get to next uh, D-line specialist Ed McGilver worked exclusively with Isaiah Thomas during the draft process, getting him prepped and ready to hopefully come wreak havoc as part of the defensive line here with your Cleveland Browns. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Stick around, kids. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store, auto parts store, to stock all the parts you need. Why endure? Often pointless or seamless intimidating questions. Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, V6 or V6 Turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and certainly in your pockets. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low and they're for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to all your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know folks here at Locked On sent you their way. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And as I mentioned earlier... In today's episode, we are going to sit down with D-line specialist, Coach Ed McGilvera, College of Canyons defensive line coach, spent some extensive time with Brown's seventh-round selection, Isaiah Thomas, uh, into the fold here now, former Oklahoma Sooner, going to come up here, man, the edge for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Ed, first things first, I was wondering if you could maybe just give us a little bit of a background, maybe. Obviously, you spent some time with Isaiah, the type of guy that's coming here type of football player that's coming here for the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, no doubt, man. First of all, thanks for having me. But uh, but to answer that question, Isaiah is an extremely focused young man. Like, he knows exactly what he wants to do. Uh, his preparation is, you know, professional more than almost any other guy I've had transition from college to the, you know, getting ready for the NFL. He was, you know, from day one locked in wanting to watch extra film, wanting to watch some of my other vets, kind of see how they go through their stuff. Um, so extremely focused, athletically gifted. That's that's obvious when you watch the mm-hmm. tape and look at the me- measurables. But I think the separation between him and a lot of guys is, is his mental. 
Now, what was maybe the focus as far as, you know, pre-JF training for a guy like Isaiah? Obviously, last two years at Oklahoma, tons of production, very accomplished. You know, for I'm trying to tell listeners one of the things that maybe calls a little bit of a slide here for Isaiah was maybe the age factor. But over the last two years at Norman, the tape spoke for itself. But maybe just a little bit more feedback here on, you know, what maybe went into the fine-tuning process with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I would say like we, we kind of broke it down in phases. So he was obviously prepping for the senior bowl uh, prior to the combine and everything. So we really worked on his pass rush game, uh, working from, you know, from the five technique or or from the shade at the three technique, uh, you know, because he's able to do both. And he, he was showing that that film on uh, on tape when he was at Oklahoma. So I think that was the first thing was really breaking down the techniques as far as what to do versus a guard, what to do versus a tackle. Um, and kind of go from there. And then after that, it was just an all-around development, you know, a lot of scheme stuff. He was in a lot of multiple fronts over at Oklahoma. So we were able to break down multiple fronts. He's very smart on the board, understands scheme. Um, And then we talked more run game stuff because I think that's going to be the biggest, you know, development change for him is understanding how to play the run in the NFL. Compared to in college when he was at Oklahoma, he got to shoot gaps a lot. Um, didn't really have to take on too many blocks. He was more just using his athleticism to get around blocks. So I, I would say that's that, that was our main focus towards the end of his development. Understood, understood. Now, there's one thing I've always, you know, it, you know, gentlemen like yourself, one thing I always like to ask, when you get to the point where, you know, you're working and with these guys, is it a situation, and, you know, you can speak on this maybe both ways, is it easier to take somebody um, and teach them things that they haven't, really learned yet or have much experience with as opposed to maybe getting a guy where you're saying they taught you this it didn't assist you or the fact that maybe you were playing a role that you're not going to play in the NFL so basically you've got to get some knowledge out of them some bad habits of them out of them can you talk maybe some of the yin and the yang of working with guys in that capacity yeah I think that's that's like the hardest part I would say about my job honestly (laughs) other than that it's pretty simple because you know it's like the Hey, you can't, you know, don't break the Ferrari. You're not going to make it any faster type of deal. Um, but <laughs> guys will come in, guys will come in and everybody's different. You know, uh, he was at Oklahoma, had some great defensive line coaches, really focused on technique and development. So with Isaiah, it wasn't so much, Hey, we're going to break this down from the foundation. It was more just, Hey, this is what I see you doing. This is what I see you can do that can improve your game. Let's kind of build off of that where, you know, some, some guys, it, They'll come in and, you know, maybe didn't have the, the luck or the, you know, the luxury of having a great technician as a coach. So they come in and everything is just, in my opinion, just completely broken, you know, and I'm like, OK, I got to fix this. And sometimes to me, that's more fun in a sense to answer your question, like being able to really like use my techniques and put my emphasis into these guys, getting them ready for the NFL. But for Isaiah, I mean, he had such a great foundation being at Oklahoma for I think he was there for almost five years. Um, and he was able to come out really prime and ready, so it was fun. Understood. Now, um, I do want to talk a little bit about this here. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas coming here in the seventh-round selection for the Cleveland Browns. Oklahoma was a place the Browns visited earlier that day in bringing on Perry on Winfrey. Is 
is this advantageous that these two players who spent two years playing together for Oklahoma, is this advantageous to them both? Because you're coming into a situation, obviously both are rookies, a million things are going to be flying around and obviously their head on a swivel trying to absorb as much as they can. But, and you think, you know, most likely both will be getting second team reps to start. Is there a decent advantage here for these guys in the fact that, hey, I know his tendencies. I know in a situation like this, I know most likely how Parion's going to handle this or Parion looking at Isaiah and saying, I know how Isaiah is going to handle this. So does that maybe help things out and maybe provide maybe a little bit more, a little bit of mental clarity within some reps that they're out there with somebody that they played with before. And if a situation develops on the fly, they kind of understand how they are going to address it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you're spot on. Like it it gives you some sort of comfortable um, feeling knowing that your teammate for four years or whatever it was at Oklahoma, like your brother is now with you in a situation where you're both trying to, you know, make a roster, develop together, and, you know, they get to check each other. You know, if one's down, bring them up. And it, it's it's one of those situations where it's rare where you just get that as a rookie in the same defensive line room as you. Um, and I know they're excited about it, just if you looked at uh, both of their social media stuff. I think they were posting a bunch of stuff about it. So I think it's definitely going to bring a good energy going into rookie minicamp here. On a, I think they start tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think it's going to be great for both of them just to have each other um, through the ups and downs here of learning how to become a pro. Now, maybe as one of your final conversations before Isaiah gets started here with the Cleveland Browns is to say, hey, uh, yeah, you're going to go up there. That guy, number 95, Miles Garrett. Young man, <laughs> understand your limitations. Understand your limitations <laughs> as far as what athletic genes you have. Um, because, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people look in, you know, I love this, and I'm sure you know this, Ed, talking with a lot of guys who play on the D-line. You talk to everybody who plays on the interior. Who do you like to watch? Who do you want to emulate your game after? Aaron Donald. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. all right. Tell me about somebody else who's maybe not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, similar to Miles Garrett. And look, go in there, absorb what you can learn. But understand, like you said you know, earlier, not everybody's a Ferrari, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's actually one of the first conversations I have with guys coming out is is just, hey, know who you are, understand who, you know, your icons can be and who you look up to and who you try to model your game after. But at the end of the day, you got to, you know, you got to rest your hat somewhere and that's on yourself. You know, you can't try to be out of what you are. Um, Isaiah does a lot of great things athletically. Obviously, we're talking about Miles Garrett. He, you know, might be the top three athlete in the NFL which is saying, you know, a lot. But, um, you know, I think Isaiah is, like I said, he's he's focused, he's level-headed, and he's hungry. And, I'll, you know, I'll say this too, man, he's a seventh-round steal. Uh, did not expect him to go past the fifth at all. So I was shocked to see him still there at seven um, for the Browns. So they got, they got a great one. I, I agree. And I'm really, really excited about the addition. Um you know, this is somebody we had pegged that maybe could be a day three target for the Browns. Uh, the production spoke for itself. Uh, the Browns, you know, went two defensive ends in this draft, both six foot five, both north of 270 pounds. They went out and got some big book end guys. Miles, obviously a big defensive end. Jadavian Clowney, who everyone thinks is going to return here to Cleveland. Another guy who is a big defensive end. 
Uh, you get yourself in a situation here where, you know, they have opportunities where they can play some of these guys on the interior, uh, you know, move them on the exterior. The foundation of this Browns defense is pass coverage and pass rush. So I think this is a really, really good fit, and I'm excited for Isaiah's time to get started here. Uh, likewise, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for him. We, we actually uh, we jumped on the phone real quick as soon as he got drafted, and I was like, all you needed was that one opportunity, man. It doesn't matter where you went. Now you get to go show that team that gave you an opportunity why they did. Understood, understood. Folks, he is defensive line coach Ed McGilvra from the College of Canyons. Works with a ton of defensive linemen, getting them through the draft process. Uh, obviously, you know, taking guys through uh, their offseason, getting their due diligence, helping them get their body right, their game right, their mind right for the best, obviously, success and competition on the football fields on Sundays and, of course, in prime time. Coach Ed, thanks for your time here, and obviously keep up the great work you're doing with all these young men. Jeff, I appreciate it, man. Good time. No problem at all, coach, uh, folks. Coach Ed McGilvra, College of Canyons defensive line coach. We're going to be back with more in just a so We've got to a ton here today. We were able to take some listener questions here, uh, give my thoughts here about maybe some biggest holes currently on the Browns roster as it's currently constructed. Jay Crawford came in, talked all about this new project that these guys are so excited about in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, D-line expert, Coach Ed McGilvra worked exclusively with Isaiah Thomas during the draft process. Certainly some positive things about Isaiah as he is about to get started here with the Cleveland Browns. Fun episode. A uh, lot more coming this week. A lot more coming next week. As you all know, we are daily uh, on Lockdown Browns. For all the new listeners over the last couple of weeks, five episodes minimum per, per week. Uh, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen Day in, day out. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself, follow back account. DMs are open at Locked On Browns. As everybody knows, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow, subscribe to Locked On Browns. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns. <laughs>